What's going on, everybody? My name's Carl Weber. You're listening to the Prep Brain Podcast. And it's been a while since I've done one of these. I know I try to keep up with it as best I could, but to be honest with you, I had my competition on the weekend. And when I got 10 days out, I was like, yeah, look, it's really not going to happen. So now I'm coming at you live at 3.45 a.m. in a sunny Canberra morning. Uh, that's usually something that people will talk about grinding for and going super hard because I'm up. No, I'm up at 3.45 because I was that fucking tired the other night. I went to bed at 7.30. So comparatively, it's really not any different from a normal night's sleep. Uh, when my sleep does get affected, which is very common in a contest prep, it's because I'm in a chronic energy deficit. So the body's going, well, I need you to get up and go find something. It's a natural instinct. It's a human response to need to go and find food. It doesn't want to let us sleep when we're that low on body fat and we're just constantly burning through things all the time, our response is, well, motherfucker, why are you sitting down and resting? You got to go hunt fucking saber-toothed tigers and shit and make sure that you can eat something. Otherwise, you're going to get eaten yourself. And that sort of carries through. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent there. What I want to talk to you guys today about while I'm in such a good mood is how to enjoy your competition day. And... It's something that I have struggled with as a coach. Now, you're going to get a big, big story time in this episode. So sit down, buckle up, get ready. Story time with Papa Kyle. For me, one of my most hated experiences as a coach in this industry is going to a client's competition. And when I'm there and I'm backstage and I'm doing everything I possibly can for them, and I've, I look back at the 20, 30, 50 weeks that I've spent with them. I've seen their transformation from the start to now. I'm so proud of what they've done. I think about all the times that they could have thrown in the towel. I think about everything that they've gone through that normally for anybody else that doesn't compete or, or anybody else that I've been with at the same time has dealt with something similar, uh, they would throw in, they would quit. And I think about the fact that, you know, even though it, it might not have been perfect for them, even though it might not have been the greatest time, even though it might have been tough, the fact of the matter is they made it. And I'm so proud to be there with them there on the day because I look back at their whole, their whole journey and I think, wow, like I'm fucking proud to be your coach. But then they don't share that. And for some reason, they let their stress and their panic levels take over. And I look in their eyes and I can pick it now within, within a second. As soon as I see someone rock up at the venue, I can pick it. They don't want to be there. They're scared. They're nervous. They're anxious. And look, these are all normal things when coming into a competition. Whether it's your first time or whether it's a high-level company, you've been doing this for a while. It's very, very normal to feel these types of feelings but it's also really, really easy to get over them and change those feelings. Okay. I want you to think about this for a second. This is an analogy that I use with my clients sometimes when they're struggling with a few things. When we're thinking of emotions, think about them as characters of Winnie the Pooh. You've got Eeyore, which is your sad, depressed motherfucker. You've got Tigger, who's mad, hyperactive, ADHD, going full nuts. You've got Piglet. He's kind of a little bit like quiet, 
Um, not so much so as Eeyore, but he's sort of like inquisitive a little bit more. And then you got Pooh Bear that's just thinking about shit all the time, right? So he's always just, his brain's going mental. He's inside his own head. He's got that anxiety there a little bit. He's, he's got that sort of like, you know, overthinking, trying to understand everything. He's not happy. He's not sad, but he's just anxious sometimes. And when you're thinking about these characters, imagine that they've got to cross a river. And there's one boat and the boat can only hold one character at the time. Okay. Because if one character gets in the boat, another one gets in and the boat crashes. Okay. So if you've got Eeyore in your boat and you're trying to get over this sad, depressed feeling and you want to be like Pignet, who's, you know, pretty calm, pretty collected. He's happy all the time. Piglet can't hop in that boat because Eeyore's in there and you've got to wait until Eeyore crosses the lake in the boat so Piglet can hop in. Now, this boat is a metaphor for your brain and all these characters are your emotions. When you're feeling one emotion, you can only feel one thing at a time. Because if you start feeling more and you try to convince yourself that even though you're sad, you know, no, 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 I've got to be happy. I've got to do this. I've got to be like this. What happens is the boat tips over. Your brain explodes. You start overthinking shit. And then you just get stuck in this whirlwind of anxiety. And once that boat's tap, like capsized, your characters, your emotions are still in the fucking water. You know, they're drowning. Your brain's drowning in thoughts, in feelings. You can't reconnect with yourself. It's really, really hard. And so when we're looking at comp day and we're experiencing these feelings, we can't just ignore them. We need to be able to feel them, really own them and understand like, yeah, I'm anxious. I'm scared. <laughs> it's a little bit hard, you know? You don't got to try block it out. You don't got to try be a tough cunt. You got to just go, yeah, like this is this is difficult. I've been working a long time for this. This is why, you know, coming up to my competition, I haven't done this in five years, and I was fine up until maybe a few days out, and I started to think a little bit, and I was going, man, I got a lot to live up to here. Like I know how many eyes are on me. I know that my clients are looking up to me. I need to represent, and I felt the pressure. Now I like that pressure. But it doesn't mean that I don't feel the same emotions as what everybody else does. I just know how to use that to my advantage. And this is something that I, I think so many people can benefit from when getting ready for a competition. On the day, if you are managing your emotions and if you aren't fully aware and understanding of why you're feeling certain things, you're going to have a pretty shit time. I guarantee it. So going back to my story... If I rock up and I see a competitor that's just down in the dumps and I'm going, but hang on a second, I remember the last year of training and dieting, what that's been like for you. And all I can think about is that, holy crap, you're here. <laughs> you made it. Like, I'm so proud. But you're there, God. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. I'm fucked. Like, I'm holding water. I'm this. I haven't taken a shit. I'm rah, 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 whatever. I didn't sleep much. Fucking any excuse under the sun. And I'm like, why are you focusing on that? Why don't you just go, hey, like I'm here. That wasn't an issue for the last 360 days. But now it's suddenly a thing on the day that you should be really happy and, and, and like excited to be there for. But now it's a massive problem for you. And then they get on stage, they come off and it's all, oh, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. This call wasn't fair. I thought I did better here. Right. And it's just a shit experience for everybody. And it's one of the things I really hated coaching because it would be so common. And I can even see it now. I'll go backstage and I see competitors and you can tell the ones that are happy. You can tell the ones that want to be there. 
And you can tell the ones that honestly don't belong there because their head isn't in the right place. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't always compete. But what I am saying is if your head is not ready to deal with the emotions that come with the day, and if you're not in a place of self-awareness that you can understand these emotions, then no, you shouldn't be getting on stage. You shouldn't be thinking about it. You should be trying to work through that and creating an area of self-awareness about your thoughts and your feelings before you attempt to go into a sport that is highly, (laughs) highly influenced and image-based. So one of my most hated things is when I rock up on the day and my competitors, the guys that have spent money for me to help them and I'm taking my time to be there with them and they're just hating on it for no reason. They're just down in the dumps. I've had people win before. They get off stage crying. They're pissed off. I've had people lose before. They get off stage crying. They're pissed off. And there's nothing that makes me more disappointed. It's like if I was to say to them, look, I'm really disappointed in you. I can feel their heart break like a child because they know it's true. Now, this is something that I can't stand and I don't want to see anybody else going through that same thing, but it happens, right? It happens a lot. And so I'm going to give you some tips on how to actually enjoy your day because I gave a little pep talk to one of my boys. I'm so proud of him because it was his first IFBB comp and IFBB in Australia. It's really, really taking off. And it's the sort of federation that you got to be a part of if you want to be at a high level. You know, if you really want to take this a long way, if you want to be a pro in the sport, it's the only pathway that you got to be on. Now, it's not something that I usually recommend for first-time competitors, especially not ones that have never trained or dieted before in their life. are used to living on fucking cans of Red Bull and like Red Rooster and shit. And then all of a sudden throw themselves into it. And I was so proud of this, of this guy that managed to just get up on stage and, and smash it and throw himself into this competition, knowing that he wasn't going to be the biggest guy there, knowing that he probably wasn't going to win. But he, he took himself there. And I looked at his whole prep. And I went backstage just before his lineup. And I said to him, look, mate, you're going to be in front of all these people. They're judging you. You're going to see people in the crowd. I don't want you to think about that. You know, I, I could tell he was a bit nervous. And I could tell like, whoa, this is the big deal, you know? It's a big comp. Like it was a packed audience. Everyone's there. My whole team's there. And I said to him, mate, I want you to think about where you started. I want you to think about giving up the fast food, quitting smoking, coming off a bad track. I want you to think about how you've managed to make it from where you were to here. It took you 18 months and you've completely turned your life around. You've made something of this. And when you walk out on that stage, that's the only thing I want in your head. I want you to think about where you were, what you were going through, the problems that you faced during this and the amount of times that you've gone, you know what, I'm just going to stick it out. And then I said to him, you know what, ma'am, the fact that you are here already puts you above 99% of people that tell me that they want to do this. I've had way more people quit out on me than what I have had follow through. It's normal. Because the truth of the matter is, some people just don't have it. Now, that's not to say that if you just don't want to follow through with a comp, that you're a quitter. But what I do mean is, there's so many people that start this, and they get close, and they quit, and they tell themselves things in their head, and they make up these stories and these situations, and then they're never to be seen again. (laughs) They don't have anything to do with bodybuilding anymore. They just go to fucking some random thing. Right, they, they, they want to be a strong man and start lifting up fucking you know massive boulders and shit over their head, trying to throw trees and wear kilts and shit. Right, 
oh, yeah, you know, this is what I got to do. They just want an excuse to get fat. It's going to justify the fact that they couldn't fucking handle the prep. They couldn't get there. They let themselves get in their own head. And so now they've just gone off on a complete tangent and justifying it as to why they can't do it. If you quit out on a prep, that's all sweet. I've quit out on like seven preps in my time. If you quit out on a prep and then you just go, no, 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 I'm going to keep working towards this, then mad. that's cool. It's good that you've got that self-awareness to be able to know when to pull the pin, but still keep going towards it. But if you quit out on the prep and then you completely go off the fucking rails, no respect. And so I said to him, hey, dude, you made it. <laughs> like you got here. I remember... I remember what it was like for you. I remember all the times that you called me up. You were freaking your shit. I remember how hard it was. I remember some of the tough conversations. Like my, my guys will tell you what some of the, the Kyle dad talks are like. And uh, I had some hard talks with this bloke. And I said, man, you know, the fact that you are here means so much. And when you walk out on there front and center, I just want you thinking about that. Don't think about anything else. Don't think about your posing. That's fine. Don't think about your condition. Don't think about what anybody else is doing next to you. Think about where you started. Think about where you came from. Think about what you've done. And man, he walked out on that stage fucking beaming like me at Future in 2009. Like it was just the most amazing thing to see. And to see someone's confidence skyrocket was just incredible like that. And I loved every second of it. And he had that not because he knew he was good, but because he knew what to focus on. He knew he wasn't going to smash the competition. He knew it was very unlikely that he was going to come up against someone and win his whole lineup in an open class of fucking like the real top physique guys in the country. But he was still really happy to be there. And I remember my first competition, man, I was stoked. I got off stage. I got absolutely destroyed. This was 10 years ago. Got absolutely destroyed. And I, I was like, this is what I've got to do. I love this shit. You know? And from that point on, every comment I've ever got about me, when people see me on stage, it's wow. You can tell how happy you are to be here because it's genuine. I don't need someone to tell me to smile more. Yeah, I won't smile in my progress photos and shit like that because I'm not happy to be taking them. But when I'm on stage, I don't think about smiling. I don't need to. I don't need someone to tell me to be happy because I'm fucking stoked just to be there. I look back and before this comp, I'd look back on my own prep because what I do with my guys, I do with myself first. And I look back and I go, wow, you know, you did that. I thought about it for myself this time too. And I thought about the challenges that I set for myself. It wasn't about just being better. Like I was kind of thinking in my head, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be better or not, but I want to see if I can do a prep while parenting pretty much full, full time and just dedicating everything, every spare minute I have into that and, and raising my daughter as best as I can and then maintaining a work-life balance as well. That was my thing because I've let that get ahead of me before. And I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do that. And I looked back and I'm like, fuck, I did it. As soon as I thought that, I'd won. You know, I was, I was over the fucking moon. I was stoked. It couldn't matter about what happened. Anything else is just the icing on the cake. As soon as I started thinking about that, at like two, three days out, I won. You know, it was the best. And this is something that people lose sight of. They lose sight of what makes them happy. They lose sight of their whole journey. They lose sight and they lose track about the hard times, the things that they went through. And they forget that although there might be 100, 200 people backstage, there's thousands of people that wanted to be on that stage. There's thousands of people that said to themselves, I'm going to do this and they didn't. And they're the ones sitting in the audience going, fuck, that could have been me. 
I couldn't think of anything worse than having that feeling. So tip number one is always remember your whole prep. You'll have these moments that just stick. I have my moments doing cardio where I think back about some real hard shit. I think back about some struggles that I faced in my prep. And honestly, you can't tell whether I'm sweating or crying. It's both. I can tell you it's both because you end up just being so overjoyed with feelings of, of new accomplishments that you've done that no one knows about. No one's telling you to do them. They're little things that were hard for you. And if you feel something about it, if you get emotional about it, you own that and you just go, fuck, yeah, that was hard for me and I fucking did it. I smashed it. I got there. You start doing that, you'll lead up to that competition. I guarantee you will not rock up on the day feeling like a sack of shit. You will not rock up with massive anxiety. You will not rock up worried as hell. And if you do, you know what to think about. Now, the second thing is the support network that you have, it doesn't need to be huge, but it needs to be meaningful. Now, with this competition for me, I did not realize the amount of support that I had until I was there. You know, it was a big deal for me to be competing because I competed with six clients and it was a big deal for me to be with them because most of them haven't seen me go around and do my shit. Only one of them has. The rest of them, I sort of quit competing when I was coaching more heavily. And by this point, I felt as though I, I really needed to, sh- to leave from the front and show them that, you know, I can do the same. I'm going through the same things. You know, I've got the same problems. And I didn't realize how much everybody had my back. You know, you can say it as many times as you want. But for me, I need to see things. I need to feel them. And it doesn't matter what someone says or the nice words that they say. As much as I do appreciate them, for me, feeling something and seeing it, that, that's what matters. And when I rocked up on the day to have people... Like I heard one of my physique boys in the crowd fucking screaming at me. And when I got off stage after I won, I saw the emotion in their faces. You know what made it the best thing? The emotion in their faces was the same emotion that I feel when they walk off stage. I could feel that by looking at them. So my support was insane. And I knew that. I knew that from when I was there. And then I thought about it more. And the more I thought about it, the happier I got the better the day got. Now, the day was already really, really great. But the more I just thought, wow, I'm here. You know, I, I've got these people that, that actually idolize me. I've got random people that I didn't know existed filming my fucking routine to Kermit the Frog, telling me how amazing it was. I loved that. And I, I, got, I took some time to really think about it and think about the support that I had from people. Now, everybody, everybody has this. You just need to see it and you need to feel it. You don't need to have a whole massive crew of people. I didn't have the biggest crew of people there, but I had one that really meant a lot to me. And I can guarantee if you have parents that travel to see you on stage, it might be your first time and your mom's flown in from somewhere to see you on stage. If you have parents that do that, mate, that's what you got to think about. And wow, someone actually gives a fuck. (laughs) Someone actually cares about this stuff that I'm doing, you know? Because guess what? In this sport, Tony Doherty said it best. We're all the same. We all go to work. We're all around people that just don't understand why we're eating chicken and broccoli and doing a cardio. They don't get it. And they're never going to understand it. But when we're here on the day and everybody's together, you can make some of the most amazing friendships. My clients are now my best mates. It's amazing. And I look forward to seeing people interstate. I look forward to bumping into people. I look forward to meeting new people. And when you can think about that and think, wow... 
You know, no one else gets this. I have such a hard time trying to explain it to people day in and day out, what I'm doing, why I'm doing this. They notice it changes and they just think, that's fucking weird. You know, bodybuilding's strange. They don't understand it. When someone's there on that day supporting you, they don't have to understand what you're doing. You just got to think about the fact that they fucking came. You know, they're there. They're watching you. They care about your journey. They care about what you've done and they're proud of you. They're proud to be there watching you. They don't care if you win. If you don't win, you're not going to let them down. I know that if I didn't win, my clients wouldn't be let down. They'd just be, wow, like you fucking did it because they know me. They know my life. They know what I go through. They know everything that I deal with all the time. So they get it. These people are the same. If someone's coming to watch a competition because they give a fuck, you know, plenty of people be like, yeah, yeah, yeah bro, I'll, I'll get tickets. I'll be there to watch you. You never see them. You know, who cares? But the ones that go, they're the ones that you know mean something, especially the ones that have nothing to do with bodybuilding or fitness. They're in an environment full of these like jacked up dudes and chicks that they probably feel real self-conscious around. And they're in this environment purely waiting for you. They'll sit in the stands for hours waiting for you to be on stage for 30 seconds. Think about that. Think about the effort that they're putting in and just sit there on that feeling for a little bit. Sit there and let it sink in. Because when you can start doing that, again, your whole mood changes. Comp day doesn't become a stress. It becomes a joy. You're not anxious about anything anymore. All you're thinking about is, wow, I'm here. I did it. I got there. And not only did I get there, but I had these people that have my back from me being there. And even if someone isn't there, even if you don't have anybody in the audience, you will have people taking time out of their day to approach you and wish you good luck. You will have time to think about everyone that sent you a message, knowing that you've got a competition on. You wouldn't think that they supported you. I didn't think half the people that supported me did until they see me on stage and they come up and they introduce themselves. Oh, you're that guy with a podcast, listen to all your stuff. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is crazy. I'm freaking out. I got fucking Tigger and Eeyore and Piglet and a tree and a pot of honey in my fucking boat and I can't deal. Everything's going to capsize, right? It, it was insane. But you can start to not block these things out and you can start to really feel it and revel in it and understand that there's a lot of good people in this world that have your back and that support you, even though it's not there all the time. If you get it all the time, that's not a good sign. Don't go asking for it. Don't go seeking it. Let it come to you. Third and final point that I want to make is the importance of rocking up on a day and meeting new people. Meeting people on these days means the absolute fucking world to me. I love nothing more than being backstage and everyone's kind of separated, doing their thing, pumping up. And I always make it a point for me to go, all right, these guys are all my division. I know I like to get inside my own head and just chill out, concentrate, do my thing when I'm pumping up. But it's also really important to me that I get happy. Uh, and I, I do myself up by being happy and confident. So I take the time to go out and introduce to everybody. And I remember in my lineup, I was like, Hey guys, I'm Kyle. Best of luck. And then everyone starts introducing themselves to everybody. And it's an amazing experience because again, like Tony said, this is a sport where you can make some lifelong friendships and some really strong bonds with people. These people, like this is one of the only times on your competition day that you're going to be around just people that understand you. You're going to be around so many people that get you. Most people don't have that in anything in their life. Most people rock up to work. They don't get them. They go home. They sit with a miserable family. They're arguing all the time. They don't understand shit. They got their own priorities and they don't, they don't just get each other. 
But on comp day, you're literally in a room with hundreds of people that are doing the exact same shit as what you are and that understand every single thought process and emotion that you've been through over the last 6 to 12 months. They get it. So take the time. Meet people. My favorite thing about any day is when people come up and, and they introduce themselves to me and they tell me, hey, I've seen this on your page. I've listened to this on your podcast. I've been following you. I had a dude tell me that he's been following me since 2009, my first comp. It was, it was like, oh, it's so good to see you still going. Man, that stuff, that is heartwarming. And when I have someone come up and they're just out of nowhere and they say, hey, dude, like you look really good. I had a dude stop at the lights after I was binging on dessert going, hey, man, I was at the comp. You looked awesome. And then he drove off. I'm like, that's sick, you know? Introducing yourself to these types of people will make your day. So don't sit in a corner. Don't be there greasing off people and eyeing off your competition. Like, yeah, you can be confident. You can be happy. You can get inside yourself, do your own thing. I encourage that. I encourage visualization and knowing what you've got to do when you get out there. But take five seconds to say hello. Take 10 seconds to have a short conversation introducing yourself and finding out someone else's name. Ask someone what they do. I saw a bloke in my line up, he was covered in tats and I was like, fuck man, that's awesome. <laughs> Look at your rig, that's mad. You know? And he likes that. It's something that, you know, you never know who's watching you. You never know what other people think. You might think that you don't look good enough. I always think that my upper body isn't enough. I look at other dudes and I'm instantly drawn to theirs. And I go, fuck, I don't have that. But they're looking at my legs going, fuck, I don't have that. And that's something that is so important to have that recognition from people, from people that you just meet. But all it takes is you taking the step, building the bridge, and actually becoming a catalyst to start that happening. Because most people are in the same situation. Most people probably think of the same thing. But I guarantee if you go up and you introduce yourself to somebody, you say something nice about them that you've noticed, or you just talk about, yeah, ask them how their whole thing's been. Ask them how their experience is. Ask them if they've done it before. Tell them it's your first time if it is your first time. And watch. Watch what happens. Watch what happens to their demeanor and then feel it in yourself. Feel yourself. Feel your shoulders sink down a little bit. Feel your breathing slow. Feel your smile start to widen from ear to ear. Give it a go. I guarantee you it'll work. Those are my three messages for you today, guys. This is exactly how to enjoy your competition day. Like I've said in all my podcasts, if you like this, please share it around. Tag me in it at the Physique Coach AU. I've also started a separate page called at Prep Brain. Um, so you can listen to the Prep Brain podcast. Hashtag Prep Brain for it. By all means, screenshot everything. Share it as much as you can. I really appreciate this kind of stuff. The support that you guys give me, as I said before, and this whole episode is amazing. Uh, and it's what keeps me doing it, to be honest. So the more people that you can push this out to, if you've got something from it, I appreciate it. If you haven't got anything from it, then that's all good. I apologize. Don't share it around because it's meaningless to you. But if you have, please, please, please let others know about it because I'm doing this to help out other people, to help out people that are in situations mentally that I've been in myself. And I can only do that. I'm fortunate to have the reach that I do, but it can always be more. So share it around, help me out. Thank you so much. And I will get back to you shortly.